Hi, I'm Gavin Giovanoni. I'm the <laughs> Professor of Neurology at uh, Bart's Health NHS Trust and I work in the East End of London. This is a case study. Um, I decided not to do it as a Q&A, even though it came through as a Q&A request, simply because this is a problem that the whole MS community needs to know about. So the individual is a 70-year-old person with advanced MS, EDSS of 7, which means they are a wheelchair user, and they can't lift their legs uh, very much, so they can only walk a few meters backwards with a Zimmer frame, uh, and they have to drag their feet. They've developed quite severe swelling of the feet, and they've sent a picture in to show it, due to spending all but a few minutes of their day seated. <laughs> they've had a Doppler, he has had a Doppler scan of his feet, and there's no blockage, and he also says that he has no heart issues. Uh, to try and reduce the swelling, he had lymphatic massage of the lower legs and feet done by a physio, which was successful, but is no longer having any effect. Uh, in the last few weeks, they've been doing 20 to 30 minute sessions three times a, a week on a recumbent, in other words, to try and uh, uh, um, reduce the swelling. And they're also doing a many motion type exercise, using a many motion type exercise machine. It doesn't seem to be having effect. Uh, he's also tried compression stockings in the past, and they aggravated the swelling. And he's asking if anything can be done about this. So this is a very common problem. You know, people with multiple sclerosis who have reduced mobility uh, commonly experience speed swelling, and we call this in medicine dependency edema because it's related to gravity, and gravity uh, results in fat swelling of the feet, ankles, and, and lower limbs. Um, it's related to not being mobile uh, and it's much worse in people that are in wheelchairs because they're less mobile than people that are still walking with walking sticks for example and uh, it's due to fluid accumulation in the tissues uh, of the lower limbs and, and the reason why it occurs is because of the circulation of blood and, and lymph is altered in people that are not walking because there is a there's a one-way valve system in the lymphatics and the blood vessels and as your lower limb muscles in the calf contract, they push the blood upwards against gravity towards the heart. Um, uh, and they, the blood can't go back because there's a valve system uh, protecting the, 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 so the flow is in one way. And if you're not contracting these muscles on a regular basis by walking around or movement, then this pump doesn't work. And so the blood pulls in the ankles and the interstitial fluid doesn't drain and it accumulates in the tissues, giving you leg swelling. This is not an indication in people with poor mobility of anything else but the fact that their muscle pump in their lower limbs uh, isn't working. Um, and it's not unique to people with multiple sclerosis. This occurs even in normal people who take, for example, a long-haul flight or spend a long time traveling in a train or a car or sit at a desk all day. They'll wake up, uh, they'll wake up at the end of the day and they'll see that their legs are swollen. They may have uh, pitting edema when you actually press on the on the, on the front of the calf, you can actually cause a pit by your finger, and that's called pitting edema or pitting swelling. Uh, <clears throat> um, you must be aware that foot swelling or edema is not just because of poor mobility and dependency, but it also occurs with other diseases, particularly in people with heart failure or heart disease, renal failure or, or, or kidney disease when you uh, have uh, loss of um, protein in your urine, you get a thing called nephrotic syndrome, or because you're not excreting enough water, you, you get edema from that. And similarly, it can occur in people with uh, liver disease who don't make enough protein. 
uh, albumin, which keeps fluid in. So you get this, uh, it's a sign of malnutrition, essentially, particularly protein malnutrition. And it's also a sign of, it could be a sign of side effects to certain medications, certain antihypertensives, particularly the calcium channel blockers uh, cause it. It happens when you take steroids, you get fluid retention, and you make it swelling your legs. And you, I've already mentioned this in the past, DDAVP, desmotabs or desmospray, that we can use at night to reduce your urine output can cause swelling in a small number of people. And then it can be part of normal physiological state. For example, it's quite common in pregnancy and it's put down to be normal in pregnancy. In pregnancy, this is many reasons. It's hormonal due to fluid retention, but it could also be due to the pregnant womb or the pressing on the veins, draining the lower limbs. And it, in other words, it blocks flow from the lower limbs, for example. And there's a whole lot of other reasons why <coughs> people with pregnancy can get swelling of their feet. So in, 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 in short then, uh, a person who develops swelling of the feet for the first time definitely needs to have a medical assessment and they may need investigations uh, to exclude these other pathological causes. <clears throat> now obviously if those causes have been excluded and it's come down to uh, dependent, the diagnosis of dependency edema, there's certain things you can do. I must point out that all those causes of abnormal feet swelling like cardiac failure, like liver failure, or, or uh, malnutrition with poor protein production. There are other symptoms that go with that. Uh, so you may be able to look those up if you want <coughs> and find out um, um, what's causing it. So for this discussion, now, I'm going to assume that this patient has been fully investigated and all the other causes of foot swelling have been excluded and he has simple dependency edema. And so this now is part of the holistic management of MS and to improve the comfort because having big swollen legs is uncomfortable and to improve this quality of life, you have to manage this. And the following are some of the simple strategies that can mitigate dependency edema. The first is elevation of the legs. So by elevating the legs for, say, 30 to 60 minutes several times a day helps to promote the venous return uh, and reduce the swelling. Um, this can be done with a footrest or a pillow or if you're wealthy and have an, uh, a chair that can elevate your uh, uh, legs, use that. And there's some expensive wheelchairs that can also do that. So that needs to be done several times a day. And this is why often when you wake up in the morning, your legs are not swollen because you've mobilized the fluid and it's gone back to the heart because there's no gravity. You don't need uh, – your legs are elevated and you don't need this muscle pump to drain the lower limbs. <clears throat> You know, so this is important, but you can't just do it once. I think you need to do it several times a day if you want it to work. And then obviously regular exercise and movement, particularly uh, what we would call plant uh, flexion and extension, the movement that is causing the calf muscles to work. Um, um, uh, and we call these leg stretches, foot rotations, and other exercises to help stimulate the muscle contraction in the calf will help uh, reduce leg swelling. I think it's worth consulting a physiotherapist to tailor the exercise program around your mobility, etc. is is important. And you can also um, uh, purchase an electrical nerve stimulator that contracts the calf muscles. And this is called electrical muscle stimulation. Uh, and this actually sends a little current, uh, which causes the muscles to contract uh, and activates the calf muscle pump. And again, I'm not going to – there's many available online and many available from health um, – 
stores uh, and specific me- specialist medical supplies. And I would argue, I would urge you to speak to your uh, physiotherapist about choosing one that's suitable for you. Then you can use compression garments. We currently prescribe compression stocking or wraps that, uh, and they're graded, so they're tight at the bottom and less tight at the top, forcing the fluid upwards. It's important to get these via a healthcare professional because if you buy them yourself, you may buy ones that are too tight for you. They have to be fitted. And you, the idea is to get a pressure under the stocking of about 30 to 40 millimeters of mercury. So not enough to block off blood supply to the lower limbs. Uh, as a general rule, if you buy them yourself and put them on, uh, wait about 10 minutes to get used to them. And if they're still hurting you and they feel uncomfortable, it's likely that they're too tight and you need a larger size. And clearly, if you've got lots of foot swelling and you start with a, long, a larger one, and then as the foot swelling disappears, you need it to get a smaller size. So you may need one, two, three, or even four size stockings, depending on how well you treat your feet swelling. And you have to obviously start with the larger one and move down as your feet swelling improves. But ideally, this needs to be done with a healthcare professional so you don't put them on too tight, Okay. And if they're, off, they're on too tight, you'll, they'll be painful, uh, but you may change the color of your toes, for example. They may go blue or cold, and then you know they're too tight. Important that you maintain proper nutrition and hydration. Um, this is general uh, wellness. I say this is because um, we now know that carbohydrates, very high-carb diets, causes fluid retention. That will make swelling worse. So people go onto a a low-carb diet, they often lose two or three kilograms within the first day or two. That's not because of weight loss. That's because by going onto a low-carb diet and lowering your insulin levels, you get a a diuresis, uh, which causes you to lose weight. This probably happens across diets. Even low-calorie diet does the same thing. Um, It's very important that you don't take diuretics. So a lot of family doctors see these foot swelling and give their patients water pills, diuretics, to increase your output. All that does is drop your intravascular, the blood volume, and it causes low blood pressure and problems as, as a result of being you know, dehydrated. It doesn't address the issue of dependency edema, which is gravitational, due to poor foot uh, uh, or calf muscle pump activity. So please avoid uh, diuretics. They often make the problem uh, worse. Obviously, if you're a wheelchair user, you can improve your positioning and seating adjustments um, to prevent unnecessary strain and allow you to move your legs if you can. Um, uh, so this is really important. That's done by your wheelchair provider or your uh, physiotherapist. You can have manual lymphatic drainage, so gentle foot and leg massage can encourage the movement of lymph fluids from the affected limb and can be formed by a certified lymphedema therapist. So in the NHS, we have these lymphedema clinics that are specialized to do this. Uh, Or you can actually purchase a mechanical massager. It's basically like a big boot or a stocking that you put on your leg, and it's got a compression pump that puts this air through, and it massages you from the bottom up, pushing the fluid upwards. Uh, They're not too expensive, but again, there's different quality ones, and I would urge you not to waste money on a cheap, poor poorly fitting, poorly performing one that's best to get your physiotherapist or your lymphedema therapist to tell you which ones uh, to purchase. Um, Now, obviously, if you've got dependency edema, you're at risk of complications. So one of the main risks is because you're sitting in a wheelchair or you're not walking very much, you can get a deep vein thrombosis. So if you get any pain uh, and rapid swelling of one leg, for example, 
you need to seek medical attention urgently because the DVT is obviously a risk factor for pulmonary embolism, which can be life-threatening. And so that happens, and I've had a few patients um, who've had DVTs from depend, you know, from uh, sedentary behavior because they can't walk very well. And obviously, you don't want this, want this to happen. And if the leg swelling gets really, really bad, the skin can tighten, and that actually increases the pressure in the leg. And it's called the compartment syndrome. And sometimes that pressure can be so bad that it actually compromises the blood flow to the skin, for example, because the pressure blocks off the feeding arteries or the small arteries to the skin. And you can get an ischemic, or, they, or we, we also call them venous leg ulcer, and you get breakdown of the skin. And it's quite common for those to become infected. And if it becomes infected, the infection can spread. For example, upper uh, um, lymphatic, and that's called lymph uh, lymphangitis. Or um, you can get cellulitis. And obviously, if that occurs, you need antibiotics. And you may need that also actively managed. And I've had many, many people, multiple sclerosis under my care, who develop these venous uh, uh, ulcers uh, in, in conjunction with dependency edema. So while dependency edema is a common issue with people with multiple sclerosis who have reduced mobility, uh, adopting a multifaceted approach to the management, you know, can reduce its impact. Um, and so if you incorporate all of these together, you may be able to self-manage this uh, issue. Uh, so for this particular individual who's failed a few of these in isolation, I would suggest putting them all together rather than trying one thing at a time, trying them all. So if, you know, intermittent foot elevation, graded compression stocking, uh, you know, uh, leg massage, uh, making sure that uh, they are uh, activating their calf pump by using uh, exercise. If they can't move that foot, then they may want to buy or purchase an electrical muscle stimulator that will do this mechanically. Uh, and I'm sure they can get on top of their feet swelling if they uh, uh, try a combination rather than one. Um, and I assume many of you who are listening to this podcast uh, who have a dependency of edema uh, have developed your own self-management hacks to manage the problem. And if they are different uh, or in addition to what I've said above, can you please talk to us about them? You know, um, there's, a, there's a leave a comment section on this podcast. So if you can provide information for us, that may help this patient uh, manage their, their dependency edema. And any self-management tips are clearly much appreciated. That's what MSLF is about, MS self-management. And it's also about sharing best practice or sharing information. So what, what works for one person may work for somebody else. So share it. And uh, I hope you found this helpful. You can share this um, podcast slash newsletter with other people, all your healthcare professionals. Uh, uh, and if you haven't become a pain subscriber, please consider doing it uh, or give the pain subscription to a, a colleague or friend uh, who may have multiple sclerosis. Let's see if they help. And I will see you next week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.